As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Insights and Perspectives. I'm your host, Joseph Rodriguez, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube channel. You can download a copy of the mind map used in the video or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com. From Reactivity to Affirmation There was a book called The Creative Use of Imagination by Neville Goddard. I've taken a number of quotes to discuss the concept of affirmation from the perspective of our reactivity potentially that may occur on the journey to creating what we desire and the meaning of this reactivity, which I've covered before, but we're going to look at it from a different perspective, and our ability to adjust the meaning of the reactivity or the beliefs that facilitate our certain reactive emotions and evolve them and transmute them over to affirmation in relation to what we desire to create. Consciousness is our reality. The purpose of these talks is to bring about a psychological change in you, the individual. Humanity, understood psychologically, is an infinite series of levels of awareness and you individually are what you are according to where you are in this series. Now, when we experience this outer world, we experience it either through affirmation or what we call reactivity to the past. The different chain of events or bridge of incidents that occur reveal to us about ourselves and our level of understanding that we are on the journey to creating what we desire. If any of the information of the five sensory data that is experienced in the world causes us to feel states of disempowerment, what we're actually experiencing is moving into those states of consciousness as a result of the beliefs and meanings that we are assigning to the five sensory data, and we call this reactivity. We have the power then to understand this meaning, to evolve these different experiences that we have from the perspective of belief, so we could see these different elements that play out as theater with the outer world, as affirming and creating what we desire. In other words, interpreting reality from the perspective of everything, everyone, and all events are affirming and contributing to creating what you desire. This is a, a state of confirmation, a state of affirmation, a state of consciousness that is in alignment with what you desire to create. When we experience this state of consciousness, we also call this flow, being in flow. Now, flow is traditionally 
defined as where challenge meets skill. And what is challenge? Challenge really is our beliefs within, externalized through experience, which we evolve as far as our beliefs within, to overcome with what we call skill. Skill is the externalization of the change in consciousness within. Consciousness is the only reality, and where you are conscious of being psychologically determines the circumstances of your life. So there's infinite states of consciousness, and we're moving through different states of consciousness to externalize as what we call the bridge of incidents to the externalization of what we desire to create. In other words, reality is a collection of series of bridge of incidents in which we move through in time and space interpretation till we externalize the end result. All of these different experiences in reality, the bridge of incidents that lead up to the externalization, are reflections of our consciousness. And to the degree that we remain in the consciousness of the desired outcome, we experience what we call a series of favorable or flow-based experiences that lead to the outcome. Now, we still get to the destination. The question is, how does one want to get to the destination? Do they want to get to the destination from a place of force or reactivity to the world of Caesar? Or do they want to get to the destination from a place of flow, where understanding that things may show up, but rather than being overwhelmed by the complexity or reactive to the complexity that shows up, we understand the complexity and track it back to the beliefs within, evolve the beliefs within, to affirm the consciousness that reflects accordingly in the outer world as favorable people, environment, circumstance, and information, which is really interpretation of people, environment, circumstance, and information that reflects the consciousness. All things, when admitted into your consciousness, are made manifest by its light. But something must be admitted first. If you are conscious of being beaten, the thought will manifest itself and you will be. Do you feel insecure? If you do, and persist in the mood, you will sink into its slums, for everything manifested is consciousness externalized. So there's the destination of where you want to be, there's where you are right now, and there's your journey to get to the destination. And this journey is riddled with different experiences. These experiences are manifestations of the consciousness or the fluctuation of different levels of consciousness that we experience on the journey. We can, if we choose to desire, remain as much as we would like to, consistent to the same level of consciousness of the outcome, to again experience what we call flow. Now, flow is a feeling, it's a thought process, and it's a physical way of interacting reality. Thoughts, emotions, and actions become one. We call this being autotelic. In the book Flow by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, he talks about how actions and awareness becomes one. So when we're in flow, we experience the bridge of incidents to be more in alignment with harmony on the journey to creating what we desire. And on the journey, we are also being revealed about ourselves through what is called reactivity, which brings me to my next point. Our identity is revealed by what we react to. So each of us have a self-image. And this self-image is formed by imagination, 
five sensory data, and experiences, mostly from the past. The self-image is not fixed. It can be changed. It can be evolved. And our goal to bring it in alignment with what we desire to create, should we choose to experience a favorable bridge of incidents that is one of flow, is to cause and effect reflect upon what is revealed in the journey and evolve the self-image to what I call being in alignment with the end result so we experience flow on the journey to the realization. You probably heard me say this many times. I value the journey and the destination. I see the journey and the destination as one. This is actually all one. If creation is complete and everything exists right now, this is all one. And we create separations, which is fine. We can take things apart and then put it back together. It's when we take things apart and leave it apart where we experience intense reactivity or contrast where we feel confused or stagnation. Once we see the journey and the destination as one, we experience the bridge of incidents to be more flow in alignment with creating what we desire. And in order to do this, we reveal through the bridge of incidents the reactivity which is formed from past programming usually or imagination or how we interpret what's showing up and evolve it to be more in alignment. The world is like a machine where its actions and reactions are automatic. Separate yourself from this machine-like mind and use your wonderful human imagination to rise to higher and higher levels of your being. If you do not like the events of your life, change them by controlling your imagination. So in other words, whatever shows up for you is revealing to you about yourself, your self-image, and a collection of beliefs that have been assimilated from the past, which makes up the self-image. You then have the power of your imagination to go in and revise what shows up or change the meaning of what shows up or have a conversation with others or even yourself to evolve the beliefs about what shows up and imagine it to show up in a way that is more favorable to what you desire. And as that affirms itself on the subconscious mind, your identity evolves to change the events in the direction of what you desire. And this is what we call controlling via your imagination. You, all imagination, are the sum total of the reactions that you have to life. So we are all imagination, and reality or the outer world is an externalization of our imagination, which represents our consciousness. There is only one cause and explanation of the events you encounter. If you do not like your world, you change your reaction to it. So one of the reasons why we set goals or we create a desired outcome is to reveal to us about ourselves. It is about the destination and it's also about the journey. The destination is important and the journey is also important. When we see it all as one like this, we have a greater ability to release from the reaction of identifying with what shows up in a way that appears to break our progress, create disempowerment, or make us feel like it's not possible to create our outcome. These reactions are based on past programming, on a self-image that has been formed as a result of what we call experience. However, these experiences are from what we call the past. We can change these experiences via our imagination through revision, and as a result of changing these experiences in our imagination, watch the video I did on pruning shears of revision, we experience reality from the evolved self-image, 
to externalize as what we call favorable or flow-based experiences on the journey to create what we desire. So if we are experiencing different things in the world on the way to creating what we desire that we do not like, it is mainly because we are revealing to us about ourselves on the journey through the experience of do not like to reflect the consciousness within so we change the consciousness within. Now some consciousness may be experienced as persistent consciousness. This is because our belief about certain aspects bring us into those levels of consciousness, interpretations of five sensory data in the outer world, and interpretations of ourself. Most of these interpretations are subconscious. But however, we're given many clues all throughout the day based on our emotional reaction. So then, the emotional reactions are there to serve us. They're there to reveal to us and for us to evolve to a point where we appreciate and value the journey and see it as one with the destination. This level of oneness brings us into a higher level of consciousness where we are able to identify and cross-reference the outer world circumstances, people, environment, information, our reaction to it, to the source within, which is our consciousness, and understand them and ourselves and realize that the change happens in the world within, which is what I call the great work. So this is where we turn reactivity into affirmation. Simply put, it's reflecting upon whatever shows up as contributing and affirmative to creating what you desire. From reactivity, as in, as in the assumption that it's not contributing, to affirmation, the assumption that it is contributing. You are told, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Turn within, and you will find the power to produce what nature and your outer senses deny. So what we're really speaking about here is the same thing. This outer world, five sensory data, five sensory experience, is a manifestation of the inner world. We might have made the assumption that it's the other way around. And perhaps in certain circumstances, based on our beliefs, it was experienced that way. But we have the power now, based on a level of consciousness, to switch it around, to seek the kingdom first and righteousness, and then have all things added on to you, as in the kingdom within, which is your imagination. And the five senses that appear to deny are now being looked at from a different perspective. We call this a radical shift in consciousness, seeing yourself as the cause and the outer world as the effects. And so the reactivity reveals the degree that you see the outer world as the cause. And your goal is to evolve the beliefs within, change the meaning within, so that you could see yourself based on those same experiences in the future as the cause, and thus you can change the effects. Test yourself by controlling your thoughts, by seeing only what you want to see, and hearing only that which contributes to the realization that your world is as you want it to be. Now, this can be experienced as challenge in the beginning, or another way of putting it, extremely reactive. If you find it that you are extremely reactive, then remember that this is a journey. The journey and the destination are one. So when you see it as the journey, your goal is to then, in your imagination, through affirmation, through revision, through evolving the meaning and beliefs within, find yourself being less reactive and then less reactive. And this further less reactivity is affirmed consciously as the change within, as in you observe how you are less reactive to perhaps the same circumstances that show up and more proactive and more affirmative that it is in fact contributing to what you desire. And then as a result of affirming that on your subconscious mind, you begin to create more of those experiences that amplify 
till whatever it is, the meaning has been excluded out of consciousness, and what is then seen is the way that is the pathway to creating what we desire, which is called flow. Remove the hold that past wrong emotional reactions have upon you by reviewing the experiences and changing them. So this is the great work, to review the experiences that you have throughout the day. From the moment you wake up till you go to sleep, review the experiences that you have, and more specifically, the emotional reaction that you have to different experiences. Ask yourself, what is the beliefs, what is the meaning that I'm assigning to these experiences, outer world, people, environment, circumstance, and information, that reveals my identity? If I choose to, I can evolve my identity to bring it more in alignment with the ideal outcome, what I desire to create. As a result of doing this, I experience a higher degree of flow. In other words, I enjoy the journey of revealing to myself, which is happening anyways, about myself so I can evolve myself, so I can be at the consciousness that reflects to create on the journey from the consciousness that reflects till I get to the destination, which reflects the same consciousness that is maintained or the feeling of the wish fulfilled on the journey to the realization of the outcome. This is done, as Neville states, by rewriting the experience in your mind and saying what you should have said and doing what you should have done at the time. In other words, if you have a conflict with somebody or you have a negative experience, change the meaning that you're assigning to that experience from negativity to affirmative, as in revealing to you, revealing to you that you have, first of all, the power to do it, and then observing as the next conversation that you have with the person is less reactive or not reactive at all and more affirmative and in alignment through a feeling of flow. In other words, you then enjoy your experiences with the person or you perhaps choose different experiences, which is really based on changing the consciousness within and having it externalized as the bridge of incidents that reflect that consciousness change within, which is choosing to be more in alignment with the feeling that you want to feel rather than the feeling of reactivity or we call this lower levels of emotion that we call undesirable. And when we evolve our perspective, even on those emotions, we now see that they're not in a way undesirable. They're rather revealing to us about ourselves. And at this level of consciousness, we can now choose to not have those what we call undesirable experiences and instead have a different kind of emotional response to whatever that five sensory data is, which brings us into a higher state of flow. So this is the great work then. All throughout the day, throughout the journey, the different emotional reactions that we experience, understanding them and evolving past them. This is how we value the journey and see the journey as valuable as the destination. And also in the process, as we do this, we affirm what we desire to create and we further affirm it, not by forcefully affirming it, but rather reflecting upon what shows up as we evolve the meaning that we give based on past experiences to be more affirmative and contributing to what we desire to create. And as a result of doing this, our thoughts, our emotions, and our behaviors flow and the outer world circumstances begin to mirror that level of consciousness or the consciousness that reflects affirmation of the outcome, affirmation of the journey in relation to the consciousness within. Inner conversations that facilitate levels of consciousness. Most of this stuff happens in the inner world. You could say everything happens in the inner world because then the outer world is a reflection of the inner world, which is consciousness. 
Now, on this journey, we can feel reactive to the outer world and believe that it's happening in the outer world. And what we want to do is we want to taper it back to being the cause in the inner world. And the way we reveal what we are about to react to, or the meaning of what we react to, or what we are creating on the journey and the destination, is our inner conversations. Because the inner conversations, what we say when we talk to ourselves, what we say when we speak about others, not necessarily in their presence, but in our mind, is also revealing our level of consciousness and facilitates the level of consciousness. Thus, we want to have inward conversations or inner conversations that are affirmative to the end result and the journey being one of flow and related to or affirmative to the end. Your inward conversations are the breeding ground of all your future action. Morning, noon, and night, you are carrying on internal arguments or internal affirmations. When you catch yourself in the internal arguments with yourself or others, break the habit by consciously creating new thoughts, thereby making a new record to externalize itself in the future. When you have carefully defined your desire, completely and utterly yield to it. So to completely and utterly yield to it can be experienced as challenging if we have certain beliefs or programming within ourselves, which is revealed on the journey as reactivity, that we have not evolved. So he says, then try and remain faithful to the new idea you have entered. In the beginning, you may not succeed, but don't condemn yourself. Simply return as many times as necessary until the feeling becomes so strong, your thoughts habitually flow from the new state. So this is interesting. He said, until the feeling becomes so strong, until your thoughts habitually flow from the new state. So what he's really referring to from another level of reflection, because there's many things being communicated here, is actually seeing the journey as valuable as the destination by valuing the journey as revealing about ourselves and not condemning what we are creating, understand what we're creating on the journey and evolving through revision within so that we can create a habitual thought flow, emotional flow, action flow that is in alignment with the new state. A man who overcomes himself rises to a higher level of being. Uncritically observe your reactions to life, then work on yourself by practicing this psychologically. Only by working on self can you rise to a higher level. But you cannot do it with a negative emotion. It must be a positive one. We are told to lift up your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Negative thoughts cause downward emotions, while positive thoughts elevate. So this is not to shame ourselves or blame ourselves, but rather to understand ourselves and evolve our thoughts to more well, what I call accurate thinking. You can look at it from putting in a category and say this is positive thinking or negative thinking. What we're more interested in is accurate thinking, which is a form of positive thinking. Accurate thinking is saying cause and effect reflection. What is in alignment with what I desire to create? What is my reaction? And how can I change my reaction so I have a experience that what I call favorable? It's based on cause and effect reflection and choosing the thoughts that align accordingly or the beliefs that align accordingly or the assumptions that align accordingly. If you listen to your thoughts, stop their negative flow, and change them so that you are hearing what you want to hear, you will feel a positive emotion of relief, which is followed by a stillness that brings with it the knowledge that your prayer has been answered. All of this is facilitated by understanding 
and evolving our inner conversations, knowing that our inner conversations reflect our consciousness. And by affirming in our imagination that level of consciousness, we are evolving, doing the great work, which is transmuting the reactivity over to affirmation to what we desire to create, which is also evolving our identity, which is further going to reveal to us in the outer world experiences that we have with people, environment, circumstance, and information, that it is true that consciousness is our only reality, and the outer world is an externalization of our consciousness. Levels of your being, moving through states of consciousness at will. So once a person has evolved their emotional reactions and understand that the emotional reactions were revealing to them about themselves, and choosing then what we want to respond to mindfully, consciously, to whatever shows up in the outer world, they have a greater ability to move through states of consciousness at will. You can then pick and value what you choose to experience on the journey and create not only what you want, but how you want it. As the saying goes, as you believe, so it shall be done unto you. This is a two-part statement. So it shall be done unto you is what you desire to create, and it will be done unto you. And as you believe, the way you want it done unto you, there is only one mind with unnumbered levels of awareness. Your level determines where you are and what you are for what you think you are. The mind is not something detached from you, but your own lovely imagination, the body of the Father and the only redemptive power in the universe. It can save you from your present state or bind you to it. So it binds us to the present state is the emotional reaction, which is a reflection of the consciousness. And we change the consciousness by realizing that it's not the power in the outer world that binds us, but the meaning and the consciousness within. When we change the consciousness within, we notice that the outer world circumstance changes. It may involve certain thoughts, emotions, or behaviors, or changing by itself. And we can experience this on the journey as radical change, depending on your ability to change your consciousness and affirm that consciousness and maintain that consciousness, or less reactivity, less and less attachment, or less and less reactivity to that outer world circumstance as you observe the gradual change in the outer world. Relaxation of the body plus passivity of the mind and fixation of attention on the objective desire equals fulfillment of the objective. Anxiety has no creative power. We have an ability then to release from the anxiety by relaxing the body, by feeling the tension. There's a reason why we have emotions. We live in an existence where we have thoughts, emotions, behaviors, or physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. We choose to be living this full experience. All of these aspects serve a purpose. The experiences that we have, which are emotional reactions or emotional affirmations of joy, are not only experiences that create this type of life that we have, but they're also revealing to us about ourselves and our consistency, or I would say congruence or lack of congruence of what we desire to create. And thus, what we want to do is relax the body and mind and bring us into a level of flow or reflection so we can observe to a heightened degree of nuanced sensitivity the emotional reactivity. When you experience an interaction with another person and you tense up, then perhaps that tension is revealing to you about yourself and indicates of what could potentially occur 
should you choose to go down the path of encouraging or denying the revelation or understanding of that tension. There's different potential scenarios or circumstances or people that you will encounter that evoke certain kinds of emotional reaction within you that will reveal to you about yourself, which you can then evolve through the sensitivity of being present and being able to relax and feel, even down to a nuance level, the tension so you can evolve the meaning within and change the experiences that you have to create the destination or the end result from a place of joy and bliss and enjoying and seeing the journey and the destination as one. The only escape from life you now lead is by radical psychological transformation of self. This is done by defining your I with your desire, then by changing your thoughts until their effects possess your mind and your I resides comfortably in the new state. Remember, your new level of being attracts life. And unless the level changes, your history remains the same. Let your present level die by subjecting your entire being to a level beyond it. Try it. It really is not difficult to do. The only difficulty or the experience of what we call difficulty is prior to having access to this knowledge. Because your consciousness is at a certain level, you now have conscious access to certain kinds of information will allow you to release from a identity which for many years you thought you were static in and that it was binding in the sense that you were not destined to create what you desire because of whatever beliefs that you have within. The truth is, and if all of creation is complete, we traverse this journey to the destination based on what we call self-image, which is made up of beliefs and assumptions that we've assimilated by our past. And our goal is now to look at reactivity as a friend in a way look at it as a revelation of self, and through the cause and effect reflection of reactivity, we can understand ourselves. And by evolving past this reactivity, we can then evolve the self-image. We can also evolve the possibility to create, since it's already there, or rather put it this way, you will see the possibility to create. You will know the possibility to create more so each day. You've been listening to Insights and Perspectives, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube videos. You can download a copy of my mind map or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.